Hello and welcome to No Rest for the Weekend. I'm Jason Godby, and today on the program, we've got two great interviews coming by way of the Slam Dance Film Festival. First up is Shujat Sadagar, the director of The Underbug, and later we'll be speaking to Marek Kozakevich, the director of Silent Love. Joining me now is the writer-director of The Underbug, Shujat Saudagar. Welcome, Shujat. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jason. Pleasure to be with you. It's great to have you. Thank you for uh, making me part of your press junket. Um, and I know that we're all in different time zones, so it's, uh, uh, you know, thanks to your, uh, your publicist for coordinating everything. Uh, I know these things aren't easy. So you're coming to us from? From Mumbai. From Mumbai. And so and is that where you guys made the film? Uh, yes. In fact, we shot it on the outskirts of, uh, of Mumbai uh, during, uh, during the pandemic, uh, during the first uh, lockdown in 2020. Wow. So tell me about, before we get into the, because I want to definitely talk to you about some of the challenges uh, of making the film, but how did it come about? Like, tell, First of all, tell us a bit about the story. And then, kind of give us uh, the inspiration behind it. Set in the uh, you know backdrop of uh, India's Independence Day, and uh, uh, communal riots have kind of broken out, uh, you know, all over the country, especially in the city. And it is uh, uh, when two rioters uh, take shelter in an abandoned house, and both of them are at each other's throats, basically wanting to know uh, one another's uh, religion. So they can feel either safe or threatened and take, uh, you know, uh, uh, the necessary uh, actions that uh, they would want to for or against. And uh, while they are at each other's throats and not letting their identity out is when they realize that uh, there is a presence in the house. The house is haunted. That's really interesting. It's kind of a... It's a bit political, uh, suspense, and then you've got horror, like a horror uh, supernatural element is there in there as well. How did you come up with that? What was the inspiration behind that? Honestly, uh, the pandemic and uh, the coronavirus was, 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 was a big uh, inspiration in terms of weaving the narrative. Uh, the situation was, uh, was not uh, really great. Uh, all around, I would say, just not, you know, India, but all around the world, we're seeing a lot of violence, um, a lot of uh, um, uh, communal caste, uh, you know, color wars uh, happening. Uh, there were lots of uh, lynchings that were happening in, in India uh, as well. Um, unfortunately, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, intolerance towards, uh, you know, certain communities from both ways and from, you know, all, all sides. Uh, and that is when uh, we were hit with the pandemic and uh, no one knew everyone was really confused and uh, sadly enough people were losing their lives and uh, for that moment brief uh, period I mean that time it didn't feel brief but I think uh, everyone forgot about all these differences and were kind of trying to battle uh, unknown unseen uh, enemy, uh, you know, uh, so to speak. And that is what I wanted to, that was somewhere a trigger in terms of the horror element uh, of uh, the narrative, what happens when, you know, we are fighting over religion, and we are fighting over class and fighting over caste and, 
um, you know, all these things. And suddenly there is something which is much more powerful than us and we don't understand it, uh, the human psyche, so to speak, and uh, how we tend to, you know, come together, even, as I said, for that brief moment to battle this uh, enemy because, you know, there is a comfort that we feel in another human being, so to speak. Uh, so that is where the uh, the idea and the inspiration actually, you know, came from. If you're filming during the pandemic and there's a lot of unrest in the country and things like that, how are you able to actually film this? Well, I mean, because filming during the pandemic shut down in a lot of places. Were there, were you guys breaking laws or like, like how did it work for you? I was in the middle of shooting my web series for Amazon Prime. Uh, that's when the lockdown happened in March in India. And uh, I had shot up for about 20 odd days and, you know, we were stuck uh, March, April, May, June. I mean, we were like stuck at home and nobody could move out and things were really bad. Uh, that's when I started formulating this, uh, this thought and this idea in my uh, mind. And I started putting it down on paper and um, I called a few friends of mine, uh, you know, the, the actors, the DOP, all uh, really close uh, friends and I said hey I've got this idea you know it's uh, just two characters and it's a house and I think uh, I feel it's pretty much doable also the times are very frustrating we didn't know what to do and you know everyone was caged up uh, and I think they were just waiting for this uh, this thought and everyone uh, bit into it and sometime in August early August is when things started opening up travel was allowed in Mumbai with uh, with a pass uh, which was a security clearance. And a friend of mine uh, owns a really beautiful, uh, you know, uh, house on the outskirts. It's a 150-year-old house. Uh, so, of course, we had to be isolated. And we were a small team of about 30, 35 uh, odd uh, uh, people. So we traveled, uh, we stayed in the house. It was really massive. Uh, it was an uh, overall 10-day uh, trip. We rehearsed and we, you know, spoke about uh, uh, the scenes. We did blockings on uh, for three days. And, yeah, we shot it in seven days. Uh, and uh, we took yeah, we took, we took took a camera. We shot it on the Sony Venice, uh, carried two lenses and four lights. That's about it. And it was uh, also peak monsoon time. Monsoon time. I mean, it's really heavy in Bombay. Yeah, um, you know, the rain really comes down. And fortunately, that really added to the look and the feel and the gloom that I wanted uh, for the film. Uh, it rained throughout the 10 days that we were there. That kind of helped as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, it actually, the execution of it happened, uh, I think, really very smoothly and, um, you know, um, without much of an... Uh, hassle because it was five months into the pandemic and uh, I think we were all just uh, uh, really kind of fed up and frustrated and we wanted to say and do things and uh, our craft was the only way I mean uh, you know we could utilize during this period. I feel like and maybe you see this as one of the challenges too like do you feel like that might be a mark against the film in terms of do you think it'll date it or, or lock it into a particular period of time? Like in the film, do you say the year and, and you know, what, you know, the, that it's the COVID pandemic or is it just a pandemic? No, the film doesn't mention anything. It doesn't mention any period. In fact, uh, it's interesting because, uh, you know, some of my friends watched it and they said uh, they were like, is this during 19, is it 1940s? Is it present day? Uh, you can't really tell because it's a very uh, unspecified uh, space and time. Uh, 
uh, that we've kind of created. You know, I have like consciously stayed away from any usage of mobile phones or any technology, uh, so to speak. There is an element of a broken radio which keeps, uh, you know, uh, playing out throughout the film. Uh, it's about, you know, the celebratory mood of uh, the Independence Day, highly in contrast to what is actually happening inside the house. Uh, so that kind of provides what is happening in the outside world. Uh, but you really don't uh, honestly get a sense of the time, uh, the time frame, the time period. Technically, it's it's really sound. So I never kind of feared that it would look, uh, you know, dated. Of course, I mean, with technology today, uh, iPhone films look, uh, you know, phenomenal in that sense. But yeah, we shot it on, as I said, on the Sony Venice and a professional uh, you know, uh, camera because I wanted a certain finish to the to the film. I didn't want it to feel pandemic-ish uh, in that sense of it. I don't know if you've seen it with audiences at this point or uh, what people are taking away from it, but what do you feel people are taking away from it this, at this point? I personally set out uh, to tell was uh, uh, was the uh, uh, the fatality of using hate as a tool uh you know for for uh, you know by political masters by religious leaders by governments um and that is what i really wanted i didn't want to name a religion i didn't want to name because uh, it really doesn't matter i mean you have uh, all these things happening on you know on all either side uh, of it and i wanted it to feel universal so to speak so you really never get to know uh, you know, the religion of the characters or even by the end of it, and you don't even know their names. Uh, so I wanted to focus on, on, on that. And I wanted to tell uh, the story of men who live on the fringe of society, who are used and abused as, uh, you know, as weapons um, against, uh, you know, against communities, against um, uh, uh, society, changing social fabric, so to speak, uh, in uh, in the sense to benefit their own political, personal gains, because that is what it eventually boils down to. I just feel that poverty is the biggest religion, uh, you know, in the world. And uh, that is where the real arm twisting happens. So um, that is what I wanted to convey, uh, Jason. Uh, that was the motive uh, you know of uh, of of the story that I wanted to tell. You're in Slam Dance right now, which is cool. It's a great festival. Um, I don't know where you are in your festival run at this point, but where do you see the film going from here? Do you guys have a distribution locked yet, or do you, do you feel like this is a streaming movie? Do you want a theatrical release? What are your hopes for the film? We are still, um, you know, uh, in conversation. We haven't locked anyone, honestly, to tell you uh, from the distribution uh, end of it. Uh, this is our first time. It's a first time experience, uh, uh, you know, for us, because uh, it has also taken me two years to finish the film. Because every time the lockdown opened, my priority was to go and finish the web show, right? I mean, that was, uh, that 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 always had the precedence. So once I finished it this year, then I got into the edit of the film and the sound and the music. And, you know, we had a rough cut, but I wasn't too happy. So we kept on chipping uh, at it. This is our first experience. And uh, I personally just want to kind of, you know, savor it. I'm loving it so far. Uh, they've been uh, slam dance has been great. The organizers are fantastic, uh, you know, uh, and uh, I just want to try and learn 
what it is and how it is in terms of world cinema and i'm looking forward to attending the festival uh you know watch films of the other filmmakers i'm really thrilled about you know all all the films that have uh, made it uh, in slam dance also sundance is happening parallelly you know i'm hoping to catch a few of those as well and uh, then let's see of course i would love a theatrical i would love this message because i personally do feel that it has a universal language it could speak to you know any anybody in any part of the world and i i would like that personally but yeah let's see how things uh, you know unfold and uh, let's see how we uh, where we reach with it. At this point, you said that you're doing a, a web series as well for Amazon Prime, which is very cool. Do you have a date as to when that comes out? That is expected to release sometime in July or August of 23. And what, can you uh, say what it's called? Uh, it's called Bombay Meri Jaan, uh, which means to Bombay with love. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's based on, it chronicles... Uh, uh, the Indian organized crime from the 1940s to the 1980s. Uh, so it uh, it tells the story of uh, the gangsters and the gang wars and the gang lords of uh, of Bombay and right the inception of uh, pre-independence uh, uh, India. For people who want to know more about you, want to know more about your work, want to find uh, this film or, or other things and, and news about it, where can they find you online? Uh, there is a, a, a Vimeo uh, link of all my work, my advertising work. I'm essentially an ad filmmaker. I've been doing advertising for the last 23 years. And uh, uh, a, a lot of the films uh, which I've also produced are on Netflix uh, uh, right now. There's a, there's a feature film, which is a Hindi language film, which is playing on uh, uh, Netflix. And besides that, I've done a feature film, uh, a Hindi feature film, Rock On 2, uh, which again is on Amazon uh, Prime. Uh, that's available uh, to watch. Uh, the Underbug is my second feature. Uh, and um, Bombay Merijan is my first uh, Web, web series. Congratulations. Uh, this is great. Um, I hope uh, to see great things uh, come from the film. And, um, you know, uh, if you ever have another project, come on back. We'll talk again. Yes, right. 200%. Thank you so much, Jason. Joining me now via Zoom is the filmmaker of Silent Love, Merrick Kozakevich. Welcome, Merrick. Welcome. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. You're coming to us uh, all the way uh, from across the planet there. Uh, in, uh, you're coming to us from Poland? Yes, I'll be there soon. I want to talk to you a bit about the film. Uh, really interesting film. Um, can you give me like a little bit about the story and kind of the inspiration behind it and how it came to be? It's a story about building an unconventional family in a very conservative small village in the north of Poland. Yeah, it was meant to be a totally different film because I, I in the beginning when I was starting the project, I, I didn't know anything about the relationship of my two protagonists. So, so the film is basically about brother and sister losing their mother, having to cope with death. And as it occurs, the, the, the sister who is, uh, who is trying to become the legal guardian of the brother lives in a, in a, in a relationship with Maya which she doesn't tell anyone about and the three of them start to 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 try to 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 build a, a family 
So it starts with death, and then as it evolves, it, it goes towards life, and hopefully with a with a happy end. Basically, you're talking about two women in a relationship, and they're going to be raising a, a teenage child. What is this like in this environment? Like what you said, it's a conservative town, but there's conservative, and then there's conservative. It's not even a town. It, it's a it's a very small village. It's a it's a typical uh, conservative Catholic uh, environment of. of uh, uh, village that lives like 150 people in it and uh, there, there is a small church there is a there is a priest who says what's good and what's bad there is a teacher of milosh who who, who 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 tells how the what is the difference between a real man and a real woman and how the uh, men what a man should be like and what a woman should be like and 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 those are constructs that uh, that is uh, totally different from what Milos the boy has in his home and also the political situation in Poland is uh, i mean is bad uh, political the, the government is is making uh, out of lgbt people um, enemies and is trying to gain uh, votes uh, trying to, to consolidate the society and uh, I mean, my uh, protagonists, uh, Maya and Agnieszka, what they have to do, do is just to, 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 to stay silent with their love. And they, they are not talking about it. They are not showing any affection to each other in the village. Uh, and they, uh, and they uh, hope to, to, that the situation will uh, stay as it is. I mean, because so far with them not talking about it, not showing any affection, the village is not aggressive towards them. Uh, as long as they uh, go on with this um, unspoken rule in a way, and 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 even though everyone in the village knows they are a couple, it's not like that. They don't know. They all know it, but we we don't know what would happen if they would start talking about it, if they would start showing affection to each other. Th th that's a question mark. It was also difficult when it comes to getting the guardianship of uh, Agnieszka to his brother. She she, she couldn't tell. Uh, officially that she's in a relationship she had to uh, not to tell the truth in the court and also we had to wait with the premiere of the film till Milos finishes 18 as uh, as we didn't want to to make any uh, situation or problems uh, uh, that, that that Milos would have to to leave the family just to so people know this is a documentary this is a real life situation you I mean it doesn't sound like you could have written a better script when you see this, these scenes, she goes into the, you know, the office to, uh, I, you know, for the guardianship. I'm like, how did this guy get access to these places? So, uh, can you talk a bit about that and how you, how? Well, first of all, how did you like find these this couple? Did you know them personally? Like, I, I imagine that you must have. Yeah, I, I, I knew them as my mother comes from a nearby village. So my mother was the friend of the mother of the siblings of Agnieszka and Milos. And, but when I was starting the project, I didn't know anything about Maya, about the relationship of Agnieszka. So the, the project was evolving. When I went to the, uh, to the court to get the uh, acceptance of me uh, recording the sessions, court sessions, uh, I was neglected three times. I got three times. They said you cannot do that, and I was. But I was determined. I knew it is a very important part of the film, so I kept coming back uh, personally there. And I managed to meet the the judge lady who was the ruling the the the, the this particular um, uh, case. And I managed to convince her, and then she convinced the uh, the the. the 
the, the institution. But I had to shoot only the face of Agnieszka. I couldn't show, uh, I mean, the, the, the whole situation. I, I, I had to show only the, the, the which I, I found actually from even from dramaturgical and artistical point of view, much more interesting in a way. We can see every muscle of her face, uh, whether she says, I mean, her emotions, her, her fear. It's, I find it powerful. When you found out about this relationship, now, was this something that she was willing to talk to you about and said, yes, please, this is what the film should be? Or did you have to convince her? It was a long process. It's like after a couple of months of me documenting the life of uh, Agnieszka and Milos, the siblings, and, her, and them coping with the death of the mother, it was just after a couple of months that she decided to tell me about it. And I was really surprised. I really didn't expect it. Uh, and and she confided in me, and it was it was a, a really incredible conversation uh, and and trust that she put in me, and I became the first person she could talk about her relationship, and and it and it was and it lasted, and it was a it was a process, and if I would tell her straight in the beginning I would I want to make a film about it, she would say no way, but. Uh, but I I, I, I I was just I, I continued documenting their life and Maya just became a part of it. Uh, and and also I, I mean the, the, the shooting lasted three years and it was a it was also a long process for them to emancipate to uh, to, um, to, to, to to become proud of their relationship and to start talking about it and they made their first coming out uh, while we were shooting. And it was a really long process. And I, at some point, I remember the first time I pointed the camera towards Maya. And I, I remember that I was a bit afraid of it. I thought maybe they don't want it. But I remember when I did it, I remember how relieved and how happy Maya was, the, the partner of Agnieszka, because she actually, she started feeling that I'm treating her also as a part of the family. And, and that was the moment that I knew that the film will be about that and that the, that the film will manage to, 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 to happen. Was there any fear on their part or on your part about showing this film in Poland and certain, you know, like, is it, um, is this a dangerous movie? Yeah, well, I mean, we had loads of fears, uh, but it ended up uh, really beautifully. We already had uh, loads of streamings in Poland on many festivals, and and now we have a small cinema distribution in Poland, and and we we, we were awarded on many festivals, and and uh, we and we also got a, quite a lot of press uh, in Poland, and they also d even decided to be a part and to give several. Um, very honest conversations with the media in which they talked really uh, about their uh, family and about uh, in, a, in, a, uh, in a very honest way. And it was incredible. I remember the first premiere in Warsaw and I remember seeing them for the first time holding hands in the city, out in the, in the public. Uh, and uh, it, it was beautiful. And Maya told me that she was crying for the whole week afterwards, after the premiere. And she has never heard so many good words that she heard during the premiere night. So, uh, and but of course, we had many fears what would happen in the village. But uh, but actually, the status quo is still there. They still after, even after the premiere, they still don't show any affection. They don't talk about their relationship in the village. And the villagers still accept it while the status quo is, uh, is there. Were there certain people maybe in the village or that knew them that found this out for the first time where 
it was able to maybe open their minds a little bit and and have them come around to the relationship? I mean, I I got several um, feedbacks from people in the village that they accepted. So, so I believe that maybe it, it, it is a big question mark how the villagers would react if they would uh, start uh, openly show affection and talk about their relationship. I, I believe that it would be still okay, uh, that the villagers wouldn't be aggressive. Uh, but I also understand Agnieszka and Maya, the fear of still the fear of doing that and, and not wanting to do it uh, as they feel safe in the situation that is now. And, 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 and uh, I understand that, I mean, with all that what's happening in Poland, it, 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 it would be risky for them to to talk about it and i understand that they don't want to risk it especially that they still live together with milos although milos is 19 now but they still live together in, in in one house what would you like to have happen with the film uh in terms of you said you're going to get some distribution but where do you kind of see the film landing ultimately is it you see it on uh, streaming services yes everywhere wherever it's possible as 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 I just hope it to have a, the, the 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 as wide audience as possible and cinemas are a perfect place to watch the film. I think it is a, it ha does have this cinematic experience, but stream stream streaming as well. It will be streamed in in I mean it is an art production. So in 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 Europe it it is already on on some art streaming in in some countries. We, it will be on Canal Plus in Poland, uh, streamed in a couple of months, uh, and and uh, yeah, let's let's uh, show it everywhere. For people who want to know more about you, your work, or the film, where can they find you online? You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Vimeo, Vimeo, uh, Marek Kozakiewicz, or through, yeah, you can check how you spell my name through the film, Silent Love Film, or Slam Dance. Uh. Thank you so much. Um, definitely, uh, if you have another project, hopefully it, it won't take three years, uh, but, you know, come on back. We'd love to have you back on, on the show. Thank you very much. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks so much for taking this trip down the rabbit hole. Now, next week, we'll have more interviews from the Slam Dance Film Festival. And as always, you can find more of our content on our website, norestfortheweekendpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube, youtube.com slash getbehindtherabbit. I'd like to thank my guests, Shujat Sadagar and Marek Kozakevich. And, of course, a big thanks to our sponsor, JMR Rentals for Behind the Rabbit Productions. I'm Jason Godby. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.